Okay, can we disparage certain companies? You heard of Untuck It shirts? <laughs> this is insane, Ryland. You heard about this? You, think this? you heard about this? There's this company, and they predicate their whole business model on being like, we sell shirts. But wait, but wait, but wait. They're not like regular shirts. No, you, you can get these anywhere else. You can't get these anywhere else. You don't have to tuck them in. We took, we solved the problem. We solved it. You know how every shirt that you put on, you have to tuck it in legally? For years and years, we couldn't figure out how to do it safely. How do you untuck a shirt? No one could solve that problem. People fucking love these shirts and like get so excited. And it's always fucking office people. I had a boss who like brought me into his office and was like, Dylan, you're a fashion guy and i was like you could just say gay and he was like help me pick out a few of these cool untuck it shirts he's like they're pretty cool right and i was like yeah they're fine it's like gingham or like what like we've seen this he was like yeah you don't have to tuck them in and i was like what are you talking people just think it's like a revolution we should make a company and sell baseball hats that you don't have to be a racist while you wear we finally cracked the code you can wear this baseball hat and not be racist it's and then we just time. summed everybody. I remember when I got my fedora. You alienated a large slot. <laughs> that, that's Ryland, actually. When Ryland got his fedora, <laughs> the whole female side of the population was just like, why are you doing this to us? I know. Yeah, it was way too hot. Ryland, do you have a fedora? I had a fedora from Universal Studios, Indiana Jones style, baby. Is that a fedora? I guess. What else would you call it, right? Sex hat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sex hat. Ryland's sex hat. So this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life pile. Welcome to Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that's designed specifically for Indiana Jones type zoologists. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm a bed of sediment that's been crushed into semi precious stones, Dylan Bragasa. Ooh, that's hot. Don't touch. It's Ryland. What's hot, Ryland? Uh, eh, I don't know. It's that's not really how you think of like catchphrases. It's Ryland. It's Ryland. It's Ryland. It's Ryland. Don't touch. So uh, we've got some amazing lifestyle tips coming for you. Here's a fact about everybody. You're boring at parties. Nobody wants to talk to you. Life is hell. Okay. Did you have to say it? I did. Sometimes you have to say it because what we're getting into right now is tarot and tarot is all about the truth. That's right. It's going to fix all your problems. You're going to be fun at parties. People are going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to tell you their deepest, darkest, most inner secrets. Okay. Uh, so it's a hell of a lifestyle to pick up. I'm telling everybody, get into the tarot lifestyle. I feel like that's something that's a little far removed from me and my life experiences. I feel like I'd need to go to a school to be able to interact with tarot or I'd maybe need to go through a training program with the right people. It's not just something we can pick up and like do right now. Normally, no. Okay, but if you were interested in learning, you could pay me a thousand dollars and I'd teach you how. But for free, as a little taste, I was thinking I'll do a little uh, bit of a tarot card reading now with both you. Oh my God! What? What? Dylan and Ryland. Yes, you're both very surprised by this. You didn't see this coming at all. But I did because the cards told me. That was the sound of some shuffling, not Cam dropping a bunch of bamboo beads on the floor. Although I do have those bamboo beads. Ryan and Dylan. Yeah. 
Tell me your deepest, darkest desire, the thing you wish to know the truth of the most. Hidden deep in your heart, you're in a most secret. I really, honestly, genuinely have been going through a lot of turmoil lately uh, because there's a part of me that really, really, really wants a Lego set. But whenever I go to the store and I look at all the Legos on the shelf, I don't know which one to get. And I'm like, okay, I'm leaving now. So if I could just know what Lego set I'm supposed to get, that would just resolve a lot for me. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm staying well read. I'm making myself available. All my weeknights are usually free. I go out to empty fields. I disrobe fully. I turn all the lights off on my car and then I stand there, arms spread out, eyes to the heavens. And yet I've not been abducted. So I guess I just want to know... Like what gives and like, is, am I missing something? Uh, help me out here. Okay. Beautiful. All right, you guys, I'm gonna go ahead and draw the cards out now and we will reveal to you through the cards, the truth of your life. Okay. The first card we have pulled out of here is temperance from the major arcana. Okay. Depicted on it is the archangel Michael doing some motherfucking alchemy with two golden cups. Oh, shit. He's moderating out two liquids to create a third, all right? Temperance is all about moderation. You need to combine your hot and cools, okay? No McBLTs for you. Card's all about moderation and rational thought. Maybe Mm. you need to attack the Legos from a more rational point of view. Have you tried looking at the sets and seeing which one per dollar will get you the most Legos, okay? Mm. Dylan, over at you, maybe this is about the aliens are abducting you because you want it too bad okay maybe michael archangel is telling you hey act a little cooler if you want aliens to get you okay Okay, that stings next card coming up is the seven of swords okay it depicts a man carrying five swords away with two swords still standing wow Okay, this has been the five of swords. It's all about deception and deceiving, right? But this one, the guy's carrying the five away. That's all about something hidden. Something's being hidden from you, okay? Dylan, maybe the Illuminati doesn't want you to get abducted because they don't think that their revolution will withstand you having the truth, okay? They're trying to keep you powerless, okay? Ryland, obviously you're not satisfied with the Legos because the employees there are hiding the good Legos in the back so they can sell them on the black market to their friends, you know, get extra little 20 bucks, okay? You gotta get back there. They're hiding the good Legos. The fuck? Okay, you need to get the fuck in there, all right? Now, the last card we have from the Major Arcana is the Hanged Man, okay? This is a man hung upside down by his foot in a freaky-deaky bondage kind of situation. And this can mean sometimes that you're locked up, that you're tied up. Because you need to figure some stuff out. Sometimes it means you've been put into stasis, right? You know, that's telling me. You try to get back there, get those Legos, you might get locked up. Might have been a fool's Mm. errand. But on the flip side, if you don't go back there and try to find the good Legos, you might live in stasis for the rest of your life thinking about what could have been. Yeah. Okay. That's what the Major Arcana is telling me about you. Dylan, on your side, what's your birth sign? I'm a proud Taurus. Proud Taurus. Okay, see, for you... 
This is saying that you've already been abducted by the aliens. You're in one of their stasis pods. This is just an illusion they're casting into your brain. So I sorry to bust the news to you, bud, but the cards don't lie. Okay. I knew this podcast has felt like some kind of strange punishment ever since Mm -hmm. we started doing it. And it's obviously the aliens in the stasis pod are forcing me to live out an eternity of podcasting. No, they don't have any Geneva conventions. They'll do some sick, twisted shit to you. Oh, Fuck. Yeah. What what a perfect example. Suddenly, I'm a lot of fun to talk to at parties, aren't I? Yeah. How much would a reading like we just did retail for normally? $500. I'm very good at this. And I do sell a lot of stock tips. So that's, you know, kind of, you kind of can't afford not to give me $500. Right. You know? I have a unique palm, so I got way into palmistry. And I love whipping that out at uh, parties. I've got a very strange texture to my palm, so I like to whip it out at parties. It feels great. I also have a problem with Rylan saying words because I've made fun of him when he said spasmodically in one episode and then Googled it later and it was a real word. And now when he throws in something like palmistry, I want to go, but it's probably just a good Scrabble word that Rylan knows. Is that real? real? Yeah, it's palmistry. I'm Googling it really <laughs> Google quick. Google it right now, The palmistry is the council in charge of palms. Oh, like the palmistry of finance, the mm-hmm. palmistry of state. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. All councils that handle a very particular set of people's palms, making sure they're moisturized, not too sweaty. Fuck this. Palmistry <laughs> is a real word, and I hate that Ryland teaches me things. Well, what's great about right. palmistry is that I get to touch people's hands. <sighs> okay. It's just for a brief moment you're not alone anymore. Yeah. Oh it's so it's cool because it's like it's like a little intimate thing. Like I'm gently pointing at all the little lines on their hands and saying what they are. And so for somebody like me, it's a pretty cool experience. I'm just imagining like, I looked at my palm red and you take their hand and then there's just this long pause as you think to yourself, oh my God, I'm touching another human being. <laughs> They're like, excuse me, are you, are you going to do it? Are you doing it now? Rylan, you got a little bit of blood coming out of your nose. Are you okay? <laughs> Sir? Beyond your palmistry, do you have any lifestyle tips to give the good people uh, yeah i think my lifestyle tip goes well with palmistry with that other thing that cam was talking about and it's called yoga i know a lot of strong young men like myself are like yoga that's for babies babies do a lot of yoga whoa 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 slow down <laughs> yeah babies. Uh, babies always rocking that downward dog and they got something right there okay there's sometimes when you're on a boat and you're feeling the rocking of the ocean and there's other times when you have uh drank a lot of green tea and you're looking up at the sky and you're like i am part of this earth but then there's another time when you're down in a basement and you're watching a youtube series on yoga and she says feel your connection to the earth flowing up into you and you feel yourself on a ball i'm on a big ball and it's spinning around but it's shooting up energy into my legs and wrapping itself around me i don't know what happened at that time but i know that babies are onto something with this yoga stuff 
Rylan makes himself such an easy target. And I think I'm realizing that I'm in the wrong for thinking that because he's actually the freestyle jazz saxophonist of this Mm -hmm. podcast, because you're not really going to know what just happened to you till he gets to the end of his deal. But boy, howdy, when you're in the thick of it. We're talking about the rockin' of the ocean and then yoga ball videos in a basement and then he threw green tea in for good measure. And then at the end, you're like, I think he just conveyed an idea. Yeah, and I also want to point out to people maybe who aren't as used to Ryland's stories, you do have to decode some parts. So when he said he's watching a yoga video, he was just watching a video of a cute baby putting its foot in his mouth. And Ryland was like, oh, I've been meaning to get fit. Yoga. So he stuck his foot in his mouth and then he saw God. Would you ever go to a studio and do Downward Baby in front She's of like, other people? Where's the babies? I have. I've done that before. I've done hot yoga. I've done regular yoga. I got started young because uh, my aunt was a yoga instructor. She was into this before anybody knew what yoga was. Okay. Everybody kept going around saying, yoga? I had yoga with granola for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and she's like, no, this is my Ramones jacket. She's like, no, I'm a white lady in Colorado and I know about <laughs> yoga. I'm the first one. <laughs> it was discovered by white women in okay. Colorado. All right. God that bless did them. sort of sound like I was saying that, that I did not mean for it to sound like that. What do you what do you use yoga for, Ryland? What do you think it it brings into your life? Okay, two things. All right. First off, so yoga is good for core strength and my core is very very hard you know people think oh this guy's chocolate but you bite in and guess what there's a metal marble in the middle of it (laughs) that is yes that is taking you yes (laughs) yeah and so that's that's what yoga gives me so you don't you don't do the yoga because you'd like a more firm core. You just already have such a great core that core exercises. It's like salt and pepper. They just go mm-hmm. naturally. Together. I often mm-hmm. wake up in the middle of the night and I am in warrior pose, uh, standing on top of my bed uh, because my core is so hard, um, so rigid. You can't get it to relax onto the bed. Yeah, you just have to sleep standing up like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean. You discover something first to pay the price, mm-hmm. you know, it's a gift mm-hmm. and a curse. But then the second part mm-hmm. is wow. also that, oh, I'm on a ball, I'm on a ball, I'm on a really big ball, it's turning fast, but I'm held onto this because the energy of the earth is shooting up into my feet, into the soles of my feet, every single time I take a step on this face of this place, and I love earth. Thank you, yoga. I have this feeling is about to start pitching us essential oils. <laughs> I and hate we just bo- buy like a thousand and then we'll sell those. I just really hate essential oils. I'm sorry to all y'all out there that love essential oils, but I hate them. I hate them. We lost it. The first promotion we ever got purchased, <laughs> we lost it immediately. <laughs> Dylan, you got any lifestyle tips first? I do have a lifestyle tip for you guys. Uh, do you ever feel like your skin is not as lubricated as it should be? Well, I've got five oils that are going to change it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This weekly lifestyle tip from Dylan Bergasa is install your software updates. I know that is a sacrilege thing to suggest to a group of people. You're saying, Dylan, it's annoying. I don't have the time. Nothing changed. Why did I click that button? I'll tell you why you click that button. You're at work. You're tired of doing that work, but you've already pooped eight times. Your body is just a vacuous cavern. You don't have any more bathroom breaks left in you unless you just generate some new mass somehow. But if you have that little software update in the top right of your screen, 
you click that baby, boom, 28 minutes of scrolling, reading. Mm. Maybe you build, build a little one of those necklaces out of paper clips, you know, or you take one sticky note and then you flip it around and then you take the top two sticky notes and you flip those ones around and you make one of those fun little you could do anything. Yeah. And that's what software updates are about. It's not Steve Jobs saying, oh, I got something for you that's, that's <laughs> oh, going to change the way. Yeah, sorry. Who's who's in charge of it now? Tim, <laughs> Tim Curry, Tim Cook, Tim Tom, Tom Jones, Rick James. Going to shame it right in your Ooh. RAM. No, it's if you read the notes on those little software updates, they say, hey, kid, you you really been doing a great job out there. Have these 28 minutes of free time. And you know what? If you Google image search software update loading screen, you could go to Google Images, full screen that bitch. You just bought yourself however many more minutes you want. No sweat. Love, Tim. When they coined the phrase, make sure to stop and smell the roses, they were talking about software updates. It's 2018. Life's coming at us fast. If we don't stop to update our software, we're never going to lead inspected lives. Yeah, we might miss it, I think is how Ferris oh. Bueller said. Ferris Bueller said, if we don't stop to update our software, we'll yeah. just miss life. We'll just miss it. And then Cameron was like, oh, my dad likes that old software. My dad told me not to update the software on his Mac computer we rode to Chicago. And if you're really lucky, um, you'll be one of the 60% of people who, you know, with that most recent software update, just totally crashed their computer. And then at that point, you've got like a day or two of just like vacation. Yeah, yourself. yeah, yeah. It's pretty beautiful. Your boss is going, you haven't done anything since 10 a.m. this morning. Wish I could, boss. Wish I could <laughs> unhold with IT the, the whole time. My screen turned completely blue. And then when it came back, I was just watching a live feed of the inside of Barbara Streisand's living room. I don't know what's up with this software. Update. And if you go to YouTube, you can YouTube just a nonstop stream of hold music. You put that on in the background, you funnel the hold music through your headphones. I'm on hold of ID here, boss. Jeez Louise. I, well, I don't want to work is all I want. Yeah. But I'm sitting here looking at roses, sipping coffee, reading magazines. Yeah. Wow. I hate it. I'm not going to become the next Tim Cook if I can't get back on these spreadsheets, but sheesh if I know how. Boss. Boss. All right, you guys, we've got some amazing lifestyles for you this week that's been researched and archived by this amazing team of lifestylists and lifestyle experts. So I got a hot one coming to you. Uh, This is sourced from the autobiography of Bertrand Russell, 1914 to 1944. It's about the life of Bertrand Russell. It was written by Hannah Montana. Um, Bertrand Russell is who? Well, let's ask Wikipedia. Bertrand Arthur William Russell was a British philosopher, logician, mathematician, historian, writer, social critic, political activist, and noble laureate. At various points in his life, Russell considered himself a liberal, a socialist, and a pacifist, but he also admitted that he had never been any of those things in any profound sense. And uh, I bring you this hot lifestyle from his lifestyle during World War I, in which he was imprisoned for his pacifist activism and trying to make Europe exit from World War One. Hmm. And during that time, while he was imprisoned, uh, he was under strict censorship and all his letters were read by the warden. Uh, so I bring you this little segment from Bertrand Russell's autobiography. I found another by which I could incorporate love letters to Colette into letters which are read by the governor of the prison. I profess to be reading French revolutionary memoirs and to have discovered letters from the Girondin bourgeois to Madame Roland. 
I concocted letters in French saying that I had copied them from out of a book. His circumstances were sufficiently similar to my own to make it possible to give verisimilitude to these letters. In any case, I suspected that the governor did not know French, but would not confess ignorance. What a clever ploy to hide a letter, right? And I think that's a beautiful lifestyle to live. It's really romantic sure. when you think about it. So I wanted to ask you guys, which historical coupling matches your relationship the most? So which historical coupling will you pretend to be writing from and to? And what obscure language will you write the letters in to get by the warden? Okay, so I'm in prison. And I want to write a letter to a person that I'm in a relationship with. They love me. I love them. And I'm pretending to be a character and they're pretending to be a character. And we're both writing in a different language. Yeah, you're claiming to be copying letters out of a book. But they are your letters and your personal feelings and experiences. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I think I would pick Amelia Earhart writing to one of her many lovers that she had. And I'd, I'd write it in Dutch instead of saying like, oh, I wish I could just leave this prison and go like Mac on you. I'd write, I'm Amelia Earhart in Dutch. And in Dutch, I'd say, oh, I wish I could just fly. But the plane's all out of fuel. So I'm stuck here. But I wish I could just kiss those clouds right <laughs> right yeah so there's mine cryptic cryptic but she knows when my lover gets that plane it's like this isn't amelia Earhart. this is camden i know him this is him yeah uh i know who i would be i would be well this is one of the biggest couples of our generation. The couple would be Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, mm-hmm. uh, that right? couple. And, and this is like you're copying letters from like when they had that reality show, right? Right, exactly. And so like because I have to write it in another language, I'm just going to go with Afrikaans just because knowing some words from Afrikaans, they have some really cool words for like technology. Like, how do you say computer in Afrikaans? Rekenar. I want to be writing to Nicole Richie about, oh my God, you're Rekenar. That's hot. Um, just like, I think I could get really sexual and sensual and passionate using <laughs> that language. That's one thing you did notice about Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton is their friendship is so close and they're such passionate friends that it is almost extremely sexual. And I know that if I'm the warden, I might not be able to speak Afrikaans and I'm going to be too embarrassed to try and tell somebody that Paris Hilton can't because they might just look at me like, are you serious? You didn't know? Everybody knows Paris Hilton speaks Afrikaans and I'd be too embarrassed to say anything. I'll be like... Yeah, 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 no, sure, sure, no, sure, sure. I know. Yeah. Oh, I read I read the whole thing. I get it. Yeah, Rekinar. Totally. I get it. Yeah. Dylan, who's who's your historical pairing and what language? Mine are gay icons Wilson and Tim Allen's character from Home Improvement. <laughs> Peeking oh. over the fence at one another. We all remember. We remember that twisted romance. I, you you blink and you missed it, but all throughout those episodes were just them professing their love for one another. And that's actually going to get tied in because that's the language that I'm using. If you, if you watch those Home Improvement episodes, you'll notice Tim Allen's got this thing where he just 
These little Tim noises that became famous, and now he's just sitting on a fat stack of Tim noise money somewhere. But and that was him just revving his sex engine, right? Yeah, and so we're not we're talking about Tim Allen's "Will They Won't They" with the neighbor Wilson, the neighbor Wilson, who we only saw. I was thinking about the bear partner that Tim Allen had with his fun bear beard that's so neatly trimmed and his rotund bear body. But I can totally see that. I always saw them as like the third wheel in the threesome, you know? It, it's interesting. Now that we're talking about it, that show was rife with gay icons, wasn't Guy it? Cons. Guy cons. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had J- Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, poof, I don't need to tell you about that. But we had that one kid's hair. There was that kid's hair with the bowl cut that yeah. we all decided to get simultaneously yeah. in yep. 1992. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to write all of my letters in that language though. So it's just going to be a lot of R's, Grunting. maybe some U's in there and some oh, H's, but just. And there's a lot of beauty to that because only if he really read the subtext of the show, will he understand the subtext of the grunts that Tim Allen is sending over to Wilson. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of subtlety and finesse in that. It's almost Victorian in the way that uh, Wilson was forbidden from showing anything from so the nose reserved. down. Yeah, so reserved. And whenever we got a glint maybe of those sweet lips through the slats of that fence, it was just like it tickled our, I would say hearts, but that wouldn't even be true. It tickled us straight to the loins. Yeah. yeah. And we were all just watching season after season, just hoping for him to find a knot hole in that fence that he could get mm, his piece mm, through. And those mm, two could finally mm, come together. Mm. The will they won't they was really what kept me watching. I think it's it's pre- it's made pretty explicitly clear a strict top there on Wilson and strict. you know Tim Allen's verse Very but strict. doesn't matter because Wilson's just top thrown. Tim Allen just wants you to bring the power tools into the bedroom. That's all he's asking for. <laughs> 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 yeah, you yeah. hear that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about strict, strict top. Yeah, yeah Wilson's a daddy, all right. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas knows when he needs to get out of the house and just <laughs> pretend he needed to go to Dairy Queen for an hour. Put your headphones on. Strap up on. <laughs> Well, you guys, uh, thanks for taking that journey with me. I think we've all discovered in our own unique way just how romantic this is. Uh, So I'm going to say live it. I'm going to start sending out some very um, subtle encrypted letters to lovers. Uh, If I had to live or leave living in prison, I might leave that. Um, Uh. So not going to do it. Dylan? Yeah, Cam, I mean, this one gets a pretty solid. From me. It's a poetic language. That's why they call it the language of love. Yeah. Tim Allen grunts. Mm -hmm. The root of Spanish, Italian, Mm -hmm. French. It all began with a. Just one, one, one bear looking into one otter's face (laughs) and going. It started with a bang and it ended with a. (laughs) <laughs> oh Ryland, what lifestyle you got for us this week uh okay so i know you guys are hip uh with the newest way that we're living life you, you guys i'm sure have heard of uh amphibians right yes slimy little things that can live in water and on land sure there's one in particular a frog I know it. <laughs> know <Good>. it well. <laughs> Glad you're with me. And frogs, they like to. What do they like to do, guys? Jump. Jump? Nope. Mutate. Nope. That's not what I'm looking for. 
they like to take their briefcase and hop across logs in a river to get mm. to work. No, that's that is true canonically speaking, but that's not what I'm looking for either. Eat eat bugs very fast from a distance. That's similar. That's similar. Okay, what I'm looking for is uh, live in somebody's house while they live there at the same time. What? That's what right, y'all. I'm talking about frogging, okay? It's the newest, hottest thing. What's frogging? I mean, let's let's be real. Like, frogging, everybody's doing it. It's when you live in somebody's house while they live there, too, but they don't know that you live there. And so when they are asleep, you're waking up, and you're peeing in their sink and eating their what? food, and then you crawl back up into the crawl space when they wake up and it's this whole like will they won't they thing you know like me and wilson yeah yes (laughs) did you guys know that wilson would just rush over to like do the little (laughs) talks with tim by the fence but as soon as they were done talking he would rush back to the house and crawl up into the crawl space you guys ever notice all those paintings (laughs) in the tim allen household that depicted a man standing behind his fence and the eyes seem to almost move to follow you i did notice that yeah yeah yeah. yeah, i mean the the hottest part of frogging to me there's so many hot parts (laughs) (laughs) that i because i know if anybody's gonna frog my house it's gonna be some attractive young Mm -hmm. woman and so I love thinking that I'm sitting here right now and she's up in this ventilation shaft just listening to everything that I'm saying. (laughs) And so like whenever I'm naked, I'm walking around sucking in. She's not laughing then, Cam, okay? She's very sternly just... She's in Rylan's air duct just... Gorgeous. The core is so strong. He's kind of fluffy around the edges, but the core is firm. That chocolate body he has, but then those marbles there in the middle. <laughs> the only the only annoying thing about it is she is so messy. I come home, there's stuff all over the house. It's all my so- stuff. I don't know what she's doing with it. Put my dirty laundry in the hamper. Stop pulling it out and putting it everywhere. <laughs> What's frog girl's name? The your frogging girl. Oh, I call her Ribbit. <laughs> That's cute. That's a cute one. And oh, did that sound like it was spelled with an R, Cam? Because it's actually spelled with a PH. <laughs> yep. Ribbit. <laughs> I mean, I want to jump in right now and say if I was gonna frog anybody, I'd go straight to the Vatican and frog the Pope. And let me tell you why. <laughs> The Pope is infallible, all right? So all you need to do is leave out some of the Pope's underwear, you know, maybe eat too much of his milkshake while it's in the fridge, and then one of the cardinals is going to be like, Pope, I think somebody might be frogging you, and the Pope's going to say, what? No, there's nobody here. Pope's (laughs) infallible. I hear him say that. Now it's true. I can live there as long as I want. Anybody stops me, I play his voice on a recorder. I'm not living here. Pope's infallible. Nobody's living here. Nobody's frogging me. I'm the Pope. Okay, I get that on record. Now I'm living in the nicest house with a personal security guard. And I'm going out to the Italian nightclubs. And I have an Italian sports car because I deserve it. Yes, thank you. Frog the Pope. Especially with this particular Pope, you would get to watch so much foot washing. Worth it. The priority for Ryland. (laughs) Gotta, Gotta see those foot baths. I think it's a no-brainer. I'm frogging at Disney. I'm going to Disney <gasps> World, you guys. Fro- I'm frogging Mickey Mouse. I'm frogging Mickey Mouse. I'm going to cruise on down to the food court at Epcot Center. Have me a little international meal at three times a day. I can make myself a little nest amongst those 
terrifying children in uh what it's a small world after all i guess i'm really there for the culture all the international <laughs> rides and foods that are integral to disney world and then eventually retire as a princess i guess in that castle after a lengthy life of frogging i'll just come out and say all right you guys squat is right so I'm, I'm, the I'm done i'm the princess now I'm the queen all right move over cindy my turn now there is one feature of frogging mickey mouse you might not be aware have people have made comment that uh no one has ever died at disneyland Hmm. and they've blamed it on like staff at disney like throwing people in ambulances and like driving them off property just to die whoa right that's the rumor that's been thrown around but the actual real truth of it is that disney is full of froggers and they are starving the deep fat fryers are locked at night, so there's no food for them to get at, and they can't come out during the day because they're froggers, right? So when someone is at Disney and they become ill or infirm, then all the froggers at Disney recognize it, and they harvest the body immediately. <laughs> I'm the frog princess, so this is my legion. I can dispatch them where and whenever I want. You people, will be their queen. I will be their queen, and from my high tower, I will rule. And people come to Disneyland, you know, they're buying their souvenir Mickey slushies, milkshakes, hamburgers, Mickey shaped chicken tenders, thinking like, oh, ha ha ha, concessions. Wrong. Those are supplies. Those are for you. Ration them wisely, because if you don't get yourself nourished and have yourself at a peak physical form, then it's curtains for you. That's a service I'm doing you as your queen. You're not buying my overpriced chicken tendies. You're going to get weak. You're going to get tired in that hot Floridian sun. And then you're going to get picked to the bone. Yep. But but I do really like the idea of uh, you as the frog princess because you can also become like a cultural icon by doing something brand new in the frogging lifestyle. What am I talking about? I'm talking about active frogging, okay? You can find one of those Pluto costumes, jump into that baby, and then you're free. You walk around just like you're a Pluto, and you're eating the churros the whole time, right in front of them. And get to some meeting. Guys, like the numbers just aren't adding up. We've got like hundreds of characters wandering around Disney, but we haven't written a paycheck to any of them in months. He says, you burned that spreadsheet, Johnson. <laughs> this is a secret that Disney takes to his grave. And, and Johnson goes, but, but, but boss, the numbers and the boss just solemnly points to the wall. And there on it is a message scrawled in blood saying the frog princess lives. And he says, <laughs> you want to be next? Be my guest. But yeah, she's a strict queen, mm-hmm. but she is a just queen. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. And I, I want to say I have a playful side. Like Ryland said, you know, day in, day out, as guests are trying to enjoy themselves in the parks, just a rampage of different security personnel running from corner to corner to corner, getting tips that somebody may have seen a shadowy, gorgeous, tall, slender, dark princess traipsing about the park. Meanwhile, I'm dressed up as Aladdin. I'm going to town on a corn dog, just laughing all the way to the corn dog bank. And everybody's sitting around just watching this Aladdin eat corn dog after corn dog. Where'd and they're just go? like, where does he and put then it? I just <laughs> wipe my mouth, dust my hands off, and stroll right back up to my castle. And then I get on the loud phone and I say, commence. <laughs> and all of my emaciated frog army rise out of the sewers and everyone just runs screaming for their hotels. Do we do it all again tomorrow? I think I think we all know whether we're going to live this or leave yeah. this at this point. For me personally, I have to live this. Like if it weren't 
for frogging. I would have never met my wife, Ribbit. The nice fact is you're not alone. That's what's important. You got somebody. Love's right, exactly. Important. I just know whenever I'm here in that creek, whenever I hear the, the toilet turn on when I'm not using it, I'm like, oh, that's my girl. So I'm definitely living frogging. Cam? I mean, even if I wanted to not, you know I'm living it. And, you know, what's there to say, you guys? I'm the cannibal frog princess of Disney World. Mm -hmm. So long live the queen. Long live the queen. Live it. Beautiful. Dylan, you got a lifestyle for us this week. I certainly do. Lifestyle I'm bringing you guys this week is loving gently from afar. I think in our culture of immediacy, we have a tendency to binge and to immerse and to go real hard on whatever music, movies, TV shows, what have you. I want to propose the idea of exercising a little restraint. Okay. Just like the Archangel Michael said in your tarot reading. And just loving with a gentle touch. So my lifestyle comes from an article on popcrush.com. I'm going to talk about some famous lovers. This first couple is Lana Del Rey. You guys heard of her? The, mm -hmm. the classy, beautiful Hell songstress. Yeah. And her love is named Zachary Self. Some construction workers found Zachary lying on a mat in a garage in Lana's Malibu home. She was off doing something else, so she wasn't there. Uh, and he is a 19-year-old male. He decided to make a run for it and then got caught by police later. They found a bunch of love notes on his person and also found out that he did have a previous court citation that happened in Kansas. He does have a court order saying that he has to stay away from her for the next decade. So just more gentle loving. So compliment sandwich. Something I love about this. Some way he could have improved his technique. Okay. I love his passion. I love his go-get-itness. Yeah. Okay. And he's clearly he's stating pretty well what he, what he wants. Uh, and it's a passionate thing that he desires. Okay. Here's a room for improvement. Instead of sneaking into the house, buy the house directly next door, stand behind the fence, and wait for her to need <laughs> relationship advice. Okay. She's going to wander out in that silken chiffon robe into her backyard, and she's going to see you standing there, and she's going to saunter up to you and whisper something unintelligible like video games and you're gonna respond <laughs> that's passionate that's, that's hot that's that's loving from afar this next couple you guys heard of beyonce you know her and her lover i know what you think i'm gonna say jay-z wrong i'm talking about her lover bassie essien uh who is a staunch believer that Beyonce is an imposter Beyonce mm -hmm. and that she did kill the first Beyonce mm -hmm. and that we are now all experiencing a puppet Beyonce. Yeah, we are in the worst timeline. Yes. yes. So he did send her a bunch of letters that were uh, strongly worded in 2009 claiming that she was a fraud and that she is the puppet Beyonce. So, you know, people think that loving relationships are all just about affirmation, affirmation, mm -hmm. affirmation. I love you. You're so beautiful. I love spending time with you. Sometimes you need to tell your lover that they are the fake version of themselves who has been switched in by the Illuminati to carry out some ultimate agenda. Yeah. No, some things, sometimes you need tough love. Sometimes the intimate truths about ourselves that we can't even admit to ourselves can only be communicated to us by a dear friend. Yeah. And I think, uh, gentle loving, you know, 
it shouldn't even require physical contact. And in this case, in Yassi Bassi's case, uh, all he had to do to show his love was to wave his hands over Beyonce's head uh, to to try to cut the strings because mm-hmm. she was a puppet. And this is um, what people don't get is that you don't need physical contact. You know, Wilson was orgasming. <laughs> Orgasm after orgasm behind that fence. And he wasn't touching. He wasn't touching anything. I've got one last beautiful couple for you guys. Gonna win me back. Justin Timberlake. (gasps) We know him. Back in 2009, him and his uh, lovely lover, Karen McNeil, had a encounter at his house in November. Uh, She did show up and claim that she was God and that Justin was destined to be her queen. And she said that the Babylon witches were after her and she feared that they were going to cast an evil spell on her. So then the police did come and ask her to leave because I guess Justin wasn't ready to be queen. He yeah. does have like an acting career to yeah. tend to and a singing career to right. tend to. And I guess to. also Justin's just that guy who when he matches with someone on Tinder, wants them to just say, hey, sup. I think he just doesn't appreciate romance and someone trying to like set up a beautiful situation for him. You know? Right. Yeah. This is such a meet cute. And I guess he just wants a sup with a little apostrophe in front of it. I agree with Dylan's opinion and advertisement that he stands by that stock. He's good. Now, and I, I didn't you I was very quick careful with my words, Cam. I don't I think stockings Cam's word. I just love love at a distance. I mean, I'm I'm taught that I need to just burn through everything real fast like it's nothing. I miss the days when romance was there was a courting period. Mm-hmm. What, what wait, what are all the terms? They called it courting. There's peck pecking. No. Necking. No. Peck. Yeah, pecking. pecking. Yeah, Pe- when you, necking, when you just petting, heavy petting. Against your pecks. <laughs> heavy petting. Heavy pecking. Heavy pecking is when your head around with your pecks. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's been a while, you guys. I it's could go for some days. heavy pecking. <laughs> You guys, this is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute dose of heavy pecking. Uh, we want to give a special thanks out to Scott Davis for doing our theme music. We want to thank The Sun for tans. We want to thank Babies for giggles and yoga. Uh, if you want to see me this week, I'll be deep undercover uh, making spreadsheets in an office. Uh, I am writing a book called The Gorillas in the Mist about my experience studying uh, the flora and fauna of the office biome uh so you can see me there just don't spook any of the creatures please Uh, i'd hate to have to put another one down it's really a heartbreaking thing when you have to shoot them with a trank rylan where can we see you bud well this week you might not see me anywhere but do just know that i am in your walls uh, and I can hear everything that, <laughs> Don't lock the fridge. that you do. Yeah, please do not lock the fridge. I get really hungry at night. And also, um, I'm going to be painting the inside of your walls white. Uh, so that'll be that'll be a nice little added property value for you. Where do we see you? Uh, you can catch me in Analysis Pod 8 for the rest of the week. I've got my neural transmitters on, and I am still pretty convinced that I'm doing a podcast with two people named Cam and Rayland. And as uh, my vitals change and my body slowly drips into atrophy, uh, we're just going to see how my tissue decomposes, if uh, my brain can outlive the rest of me, and then eventually my human carcass will be discarded into the Indian Ocean. 
come check it out. This is Lifepile Podcast. Light your life on fire. Life Podcast.